Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. I'm a phone sex operator. And basically people just like pay per minute to like talk on the phone, basically about whatever they want. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's like old people who don't know how to use computers. So they just call the, like they'll see like a racy commercial or something and like call the number. Um, yeah, I was about to say, I, when I watch like South Park <laughs> or something like that, like there's always the commercial for the phone sex thing. But every time I see that, I'm like, I feel like anyone who... Luna? Hello? Luna, it says here that you are a phone sex operator, and you think it would be cool to see what I think about that profession. Well, who cares what I thought? How, how did you get into this profession? Well, um... Well, okay. So, I've been a sex worker for like two years now and um i want to say like business wasn't really booming for me so i watched some videos on with some like um veteran sex workers and they're like oh you gotta you gotta get into phone sex you gotta get into phone sex and i was like well i do have this like kind of like soft breathy voice so it would be interesting and so i went on um you go online basically and you just kind of like sign up and verify your id and blah 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 fill out a w-2 and then people pay you to talk on the phone with them (laughs) interesting so is this is this like uh what kind of sex work were you doing before? Was it like OnlyFans? Was it were you at the strip club? What what was the what was the nature of the gig? Oh my gosh! This? I wish, I wish I could do. <laughs> I wish I could work at a strip club. Um, I was doing OnlyFans, and I was also selling like content outside of the platform as well. <clears throat> so the phone sex thing. Do you not do that? through OnlyFans? Is that like a different service or something? No, it's it's a completely different service. Actually, it's like, um, it's more of a kind of like an archaic form of sex work. Like a, an archaic form of online sex work, if you will. It's like, it came before like OnlyFans and stuff. Um, and basically people just like pay per minute to like talk on the phone basically about whatever they want (laughs) um and sometimes it's like old people who don't know how to use computers so they just call the like they'll see like a racy commercial or something and like call the number Um, yeah i was about to say when i watch like south park or something (laughs) like that like there's always the commercial for the phone sex thing but every time i see that i'm like i feel like anyone who like wants to do something like that they have whatever the OnlyFans chat rooms and all that stuff. I feel like who's calling the phone number they see on TV, but I guess, 
I guess that's that's the demographic is older people who don't know how to use uh, the computer. Yeah, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at how like how many people that know how to work a phone will that don't know how to work a computer will call the lines. I get people and you know when our call is finished, I'm like, well, like, do you have an email? Can I like email you something, Racy or whatever? And they'll be like, I don't have an email. I'm like. How do you not have an email? What <laughs> do they um, do? They give you your their, their physical address to like mail them a letter or something like that. Oh my god, no! Um, actually, sometimes customers are like, "Here, this is my number," and they'll like say it out loud and they like text me. I'm like, I'm not going to text you. I can't call you. Like, like people will try to give me their personal information over the phone, and I'm like. They're typically older, too, and I'm like, why are you giving some random girl that you called on a number you saw on a television your home address or, like, your personal phone number? I will... No. <laughs> I wish they, 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 I wish they I seem to trust you. It, surprisingly. Pe- so does anyone... Does anyone ask you for anything unconventional, or is it, like... You know, I feel like with phone sex, how uh, you have to be really creative. Like you have to be way more creative with phone mm-hmm. sex than with actual sex because you got to be like a, oh, like a yeah. poet, dude. Like with real sex, you just you put, you know, the, you, everything is very physical. It's 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 there. It's show, don't tell. But uh, you know, phone sex, it's all in the description and the imagination it requires far more creativity than actual sex. Yes. And it has actually, as a sex worker, it has furthered my skill because now I'm I, sure. can get, I can get the job done without even showing, you know, any, and even my face. Um, um, yeah. When I, when I'm on the phone, sometimes I have thesaurus open for like younger customers um, because, well, I don't want to put this into like a stereotype, but this is just from my experience. Older customers, if you say anything that's like slang for like, if you say like tits, that gets the job done. <laughs> satisfied. But for younger customers, typically in their 30s, maybe 40s, you have to be really, really, really descriptive and like really raunchy with them. Um because they're just like so desensitized. <laughs> so you when you say when you say you can just say tits and it gets the job done for an older person. Like what do you write? Do you just say like I mean what I I what do you what do you even say to these people? Like how does it I I can't even think of like how you would start. <laughs> I mean I I want to keep everything as PG as possible because I would hate to like shadow ban you or anything. But um, I have this one customer. We we can cuss, right? You can have say whatever cussing? you want. Okay, I just I, yeah okay. Um, I have this one customer, and he's obviously like in his like seventies, eighties, like probably bedridden. Like he he just sounds old. I can tell. And basically our entire, well, okay, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how we, like, I typically start off. I'm like, hello, this is Luna. And they'll typically tell me, like, 
you know, hey, saw your photo, blah, 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 or, you know, heard your greeting. And I'll just kind of nonchalantly say, well, like, what do you want to do tonight? What are you into? Um, if it's a new customer, but if it's a regular, I kind of know what they already want. And we already get into it. Um, and then based on like their reactions to things and what they say to me, I can kind of fine tune it and like give them the experience that they fully want. Um, but typically in the, in the beginning, it's like, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. And then Hmm. we just kind of get into it. Or if they have trouble, like some people are a little shy. Um, I'll just kind of slowly ease them into it. (laughs) Um, and then they get, you know, um, they get really into it in the end. So tell me, I'm curious, uh, are you, you know, I guess, I guess not even just phone sex, but sex work in general. Um, do you mm-hmm. I- I enjoy the profession itself or do, are you just sort of doing it as a way to make money and you have sort of something else that you, uh, intend to, to pursue, uh, in, in addition to that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, for now, I guess, uh, okay, well, originally I did start sex work for, um, just because I needed funds. Um, mm-hmm. but then I actually really started to enjoy it. And once I got into phone sex, I, I learned that I actually really, really love phone sex. It's kind of, okay, don't take this the wrong way, but it, it's kind of like what you do. You know, I kind of, I sit on the phone. No, 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 there's a, the there, there, there's a fair <laughs> amount of similarities here. I, I will admit that yes. for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just, it's kind of the same thing. I get to talk to all different kinds of people. And um, sometimes it is, it's just, Sometimes it's people who are actually just lonely and just want to talk or like talk, like vent about their day. Right. Do you have a Um, lot of people who are just talking about like their day and it doesn't even get sexual? Yeah. And honestly, it kind of feels weird because I'm so used to being like creative on the spot and saying like really really gnarly words um and they just want to talk about like what they bought at the grocery store and i'm like i i like have to forcibly tone myself down for those people So you're enjoying getting to uh, I, I saw yeah i guess i mean there is a lot of similarities between what we do we get to talk to a lot of different people um mm-hmm. it sounds about a lot of different miscellaneous things um you do phone sex. I do phone gex. Uh, do you? So so okay. So now since starting phone sex uh, for work, mm-hmm. do you find in your personal sex life to be doing a lot more phone stuff? Um, actually, no. I I don't actually participate. It's it's not really. Personally, phone sex isn't something that, like, turns me on. Um, I, I prefer, you know, physical, like, in real life sex. Um, I will say that it does make the dirty talk in the bedroom a lot more racy and creative just because mm-hmm. of the 
you know, the vernacular that I picked up from being on the lines with people. So it's made me successful in the bedroom and it has also made me successful in like, um, like sexting people or like on dates when I'm like flirting. Yeah, it, it makes me successful with flirting in real life, but um, I don't, I don't have like actual phone sex with people in my in my real life. <laughs> well, you know, the reason why I asked you the question of like, you know, I know you said you started it for money, but is it like, you know, is it just for money? Or are you mm-hmm. enjoying it? Is that because, okay, it sounds like you're very good at it. And I feel like people, no matter what the thing is, get enjoyment from doing things that they are good at and competent at because it gives you confidence to know that you're good at something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like there's there's a lot to there's a lot of uh, what you know pride and happiness to be gained there with you know that itself. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um, do you have anything else that you that you aspire aspire to do? Mm. Oh yeah, I mean I do have bigger dreams. I am a pretty I'm a pretty decent artist. And um, I like to sew and stuff. So I've been thinking about maybe going to fashion school or um, going to art school as well. But um, typically, I mean, not typically, financially wise, I think I already have like a decent job that I, I really, really like. So maybe on the side for like shits and giggles, I might sell my art eventually. <clears throat> um, do you have any advice to pe- pe- people out there who might be listening who because I've I've been in this mm-hmm. situation before where like I've you know been whatever with someone a dirty texting thing and I don't know what to, I don't know what the hell to <laughs> say I don't there's only like there's only right. like really five things you can do and I'm not very creative what what do you have for people like that <laughs> people who are listening how can we be more creative um, in our uh, phone and texting sex lives? Well, let's see. Um, definitely go on thesaurus. Um, wait, actually, no. You thesaurus. use a thesaurus. You're on there <laughs> on the phone sex line with a thesaurus in front of you? Actually... I recently discovered this better website. It's called, I think it's called Word Hippo. That's a better thesaurus. You're yes, on Word Hippo open. while you're doing the phone sex? That's kind of brilliant. Yes, because sometimes sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to say that word over and over and over again. So you want to say something new and different. Right. That's You can only say tits like so. twice before the whole magic is gone. You can't. How many times can you say exactly. tits or how many words are there for cock? Then you start getting into shoulders and elbows Um, and stuff. You're getting twisted. I know. But the biggest thing is adjectives. Adjectives, Mm. sorry. I don't know why I put a G in there. Um, Adjectives are probably the most important thing when it comes to phone sex and texting. You want to be very, very descriptive with, um, you know, your body parts and how you want them to move, of course. Um, like for me, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a curvaceous lady, um, so I use a lot of adjectives to describe the way 
my curvaceousness feels <laughs> and um, maybe the way it might make my customer feel, um, maybe the way it moves. So definitely go on Word Hippo, look up some adjectives for um, what you feel your body type might be like or what you feel, you know, how you want something to move. <laughs> um, Interesting. Go and... to a thesaurus to find words for how your body might feel like. That's actually pretty good actionable advice on that. <laughs> yes. And also, um, instead of saying, I, I, when, when, I, when I sext people, um, or when people try to sext me in real life, they tend to say like, oh, I want to do this, or I want to do that. Uh, you should say, I'm going to do this. Or mm. you should say, yeah, you should, you should, you should put more confident, uh, confident speech. You know what? I, I would even say that's, you could apply that outside of sex talk. It's just a general motivational oh, thing. I'm gonna wake oh, up yeah. at 6 a.m. and go climb that mountain. I'm gonna, oh my God. you know, <laughs> come on your boobs, whatever the thing is. Yes. Uh, I cannot imagine what it would be like waking up at 6 a.m. and climbing a mountain. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Luna, do you have any uh, final thoughts before we go? Um, I do not. It actually, mm, well, okay. My final thought is I'm glad I was able to talk to you about my profession because I don't actually tell anyone that I'm ah, a phone sex operator besides like my... My, my the people who are close to me. So I'm glad I was able to um, fully talk to someone on the phone about it. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you very much for uh, sharing with us, Luna. And um, oh yeah, Gek bless you. <laughs> Have a good rest of the night. Oh wow. You too. <laughs> Wonder if she's gonna send us an invoice for that, Melvin. Hi, Melvin. It says here you just got an Oculus. And you feel like you're more capable of conversing with people in virtual reality than you are in real life. This is a very interesting topic. I would love to hear more about your experience. Yeah, so um, I had my Quest 2 for about a week now. Um, and I have anxiety when I talk to people. Um, it used to be really bad, but it's gotten better. Um, but I feel like when I'm playing games in virtual reality, I can just, it's easy to just walk up to someone and be like, Hey, what's going on? Um, so I've, I've been making some friends and it's pretty cool talking to them. So what is the like landscape of this like are you just dropped into some sort of like virtual meeting town and you you have to like go up to someone in game in order for them to be able to hear you like how, how does this logistically work um i guess that depends on the game that you're playing i've been playing a game called rec room which is just it's you can talk to people and it's also got um, community-made community worlds and stuff that you can go visit. But then mini games, like it's got charades and um, dodgeball. Um, 
but um, the way it works is when you walk near somebody, um, you can just start talking and they can hear you. Um, and you can like put your hand over your mouth and you stop talking. But there's a lot of little kids that play the game and it's kind of annoying sometimes because you'll like walk in and it's just a bunch of 12 year olds screaming at each other. Yeah, um, a bunch of squeakers. But it's not, it's not all just kids. Like I met this mom. She was, I think around, sounded like she was around 40. She kept on talking to her kids. She was, she was interesting to talk to. <laughs> um, interesting. You you met this mom in well, what was the game? Oh, rec room. We were, we were playing charades. <laughs> interesting. And so, uh, do you, is this a person that you keep in contact with at all? Like these people that you meet in VR, are they one-off sort of social interactions, or are you building? significant relationships with any of the people that you're meeting online? Um, I'd say some of them are one-offs. Like, the mom, she was nice, but she was... I don't know. Um, I wouldn't really want to say friends with her, but it was okay. Um, I met this one other... This other dude, his name is Penguin. Um, and we played for three days now. And I'll log in, and um, we'll do our daily challenges together play paintball like laser tag and then normally we just go sit and play charade but yeah that, that, he's pretty cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you're 20 years old um, it says here and yeah. have you always been anxious talking to people um I feel like when I was a kid I wasn't um and then around middle school up i've kind of had some anxiety talking to new people mm-hmm. um it, it's interesting i i work at a grocery store and um we when i like have the mask on and i'm at work i kind of feel like i can just talk to people um, like i'll yep. talk to customers and like interact with them but mm-hmm. as soon as soon as i'm not at work and i'm just myself I like lose all my social skills. I, I was at Walmart one time mm-hmm. and I, I had to ask a lady a question and just, I was, I started sweating. I was wiping my forehead, stumbling over my words. Like mm-hmm. if she stopped me and was like, I need you to repeat what you said. I couldn't understand what you were saying. And Dude, so interesting. I kind of just gave up. And, yeah. you, you, you gave up and you had to leave. Yeah. I kind of just, I was like, it's okay. And I just walked away from her. It's so interesting to hear you say that. I feel like there's a big fact. I want to call it like the justification factor of of social interactions where like, you know, if you're at a party and you go up to talk to someone, it's like, why are you talking to me? Like, you know, you're, you're thinking about you're thinking about all the reasons in the other person's head about why they will like find what you're doing weird. But when you're somehow like justified in your existence and in, in your position on the earth at that very moment, like, why are you talking to me? Well, because I'm ringing you up. You know, it's like this is a established, yeah. familiar relationship. I almost feel that way similarly with this gecko thing, where I'm a lot more able to to have social interactions. Uh, weirdly, you know, on on this podcast and whenever I'm doing gecko things, than I am in real life. So there's there's you know that's a legitimate 
legitimate thing. I'm curious for you. Do you desire? Okay, so you have this sort of social anxiety around real life, but when you're on the job or when you're in VR, you're chilling, you're shucking, you're jiving, you're, you're smooth moves. Do you desire yeah. to take what you're learning in these areas in which you're more comfortable and bring it out into the real world or are you sort of chilling in your comfort zone where 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 does your desire lie i um feel like i have been working on that a little bit i could do a little bit harder but i'd love i'd love to be the way that i am at work and in in vr just everywhere um because i love talking to people i love just starting up conversations about random things or telling them a joke and then continuing on from there but it's just hard to do that in real life talking to strangers you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um hmm. but i guess not really you but you don't feel like a stranger <laughs> Um, well, I guess this is a ver- this so is a version of like, on- I mean, how do you feel? How do you- okay? So you're on the phone with me. You know that there's however many whatever people watching. Like, how how do you feel right now? Because I mean, right now you don't seem like this. You described when you were talking to this Walmart person. You described yourself as like a stumbly, sweaty mess. But I mean, I can't see you. But I you don't sound like you're that right now. Um, I've been pacing around my room like fidgeting stuff in my hand but I I I don't know I have the computer turned away from me I'm not really thinking about that and mm-hmm. I kind of feel like nobody's really gonna know who I am anyways you know is that is okay not. so so hold so hold hold right there hold right there is that sort of one of the factors that might be fueling this like when you're in VR nobody knows who you are you're anonymous so any whatever social, yeah. you know, fuck ups that normally you would perceive as as worse than if they they don't know who you are. Is that is there an element of that in there? Yeah, um, I like just like having the feeling of security. i um, being able to mm-hmm. just like play the game and then just take it off. And then it's like everything stays in there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you make any sort of attempts to, like, how often do you put yourself in social situations in in real life? Like, outside of working and just existing? Yeah, outside of, like, Um, working and gaming. Not very often, I'd say. Um, I don't go out very much, but when I do go out just like to the store, I just put my headphones in, kind of speed walk through places, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I don't really make any attempts to speak to people unless I really have to. You're like a, you're like a social Superman. You go to Walmart and you're Clark Kent stumbling over your words, right? But then you go home, you put on the headset and you're social Superman. You're shucking and jiving. You're making the jokes. You're walking up right over to people, and you're talking to them. 
I, I, yeah, I guess that's the way to put it. Interesting. Interesting. I'm trying to think, you know, and again, man, like, that. This the reason I asked you is because I feel like this all comes down to your desires, right? I feel like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with staying in your comfort zone unless if you desire, and I, I think, I think I hear it in you. I think I hear it in you that you, that you desire to improve socially outside of the realms in which you're comfortable. Um, I'm trying to think of how you would do that because you're like, I mean, VR, it's like, it's like training wheels in a sense where like you have the, the, the social skills that you're developing in VR and when you're at work, like they are, okay, I'm, 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 I'm thinking this alongside of you here, but that justification factor that I talked about of like, uh, you, 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 how do I put this? The VR element, the anonymous element, the justified I'm at work element, they're all like launching you into this space. They're like propelling you. You're giving you, they're giving you momentum. But once you have that momentum, you're on your own. And, and all the social interactions that you have are completely driven by you. They were just sort of started, propelled by VR, by your job. But you're the one who keeps spinning the wheels once they get the little push. Does that feel accurate? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I feel like in those situations I have, um, like... I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I have like, I'd say a reason to talk to people. Um, but when you're just going to Walmart, you don't really have a reason to talk to the guy walking past you. So it's like, mm-hmm. why even bother him? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we just got, you gotta, we gotta, how, how, how can you like, you need like the the push, the jump start, whatever it is that'll sort of get you. This is what I always talk about. The the middle of a conversation is, you know, anyone can do it. It's super easy. Everyone's great at the middle of the conversation. It's the beginning that is the tough part. But once you are there, you're shucking and jiving. So I feel like you have you you have these training wheels of the VR and of you know being at work. That are pushing you into the middle, but then once that's re- that's removed, you have to sort of rely on yourself to and you know your own confidence, which you know you kind of got to take the work to build to propel you into that middle part. Yeah, I mean, you know, what what, what do you, what do you think about all this? Um. I feel like you're right, um, but I don't, I feel like it's less of a confidence issue and more of a just finding a way to start conversation. Cause I know, I mean, even at work, um, I'll have anxiety starting to talk to someone, but as soon as you get into the conversation, it's, it's easy. Um, right. I, I feel like starting a conversation at work is easier than just 
real life. Hey, what's your avatar in VR? What? What's your avatar? What's like my avatar? You, yeah, like when people look at you, what are you? Oh, it's just a, a dude who looks like me. He's got a like flannel vest on. Oh. Um, just glasses, yeah. It's all just people. Okay, I was about to say. I, I, uh, I mean, that's pretty. That's by the way, that's pretty good because I was about to say maybe you would feel more comfortable being out in the world if you were like a cow with big boobs or whatever the thing is. But you're already yourself in VR, so that removes a whole other step that was gonna have to be yeah. an issue for you. But, um, but Melvin, man, I, I, I uh, like. I guess I guess this will be the last thing I'll say, but like the jump is hard of like as we're talking about like motivating you to get to the middle but like just know that that middle's there you you you've you've got the foundational conversation skills that you have developed in these more comfortable zones like you have them and they're applicable in all situations even though you've cultivated them in these very specific ones so, so you're just you're just yeah. missing you're just missing one little puzzle piece. I, I don't know what that puzzle piece is, but I feel like you're closer to the sociability level that you desire to be than maybe you think. Yeah. Hey, is there anything else you want to say to the people? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just. I think. What do you say? Oh no, uh, go ahead. Um, I think I just have to not really think about it and just to do it <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah that's the thing i uh, that's this one one other thing is socializing it's a very it's weird because socializing when you're doing it right is not a thinky thing at all it's if you're socializing correctly you're not strategizing i think this is my theory about it but you're not strategizing you're not thinking about what you're going to say next you're not thinking about how the other person feels you're just very in the moment, very being, reacting viscerally and speaking viscerally. So you'll get there. You'll get there. Thank you. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say before we go, Melvin? Um, I don't know. I, I love your stream. I listen to it while I'm at work. I've been listening to it for about a month. Um, and I'm just, I'm happy I was able to talk to you. Thank you. Yo, thank you for calling, Melvin. Have a good rest of the night. You too. I gotta try this VR. Hello, Nico. Hi. How, How are, are you, Nico? I am doing well. How about you? Uh, I am a gecko on the computer. I wonder how much longer I can say that before it gets old. I wonder how much I know, longer I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can say I wonder how much longer I can say I wonder how much longer until it gets old until that gets old. See, this is my I'm spin sorry, on. I'm trying to get a little bit more meta. That was just my no, 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 no. Don't be Don't be nervous. Don't apologize. It's um it'll all it'll all be over soon. Uh what's going on with you, oh, uh, Nico? How's life? Um, it's actually been better than ever for me right now. Um, not related to my story. I had, um, I, like how that kid earlier was talking about, uh, confession. I guess I have a kind of 
guilt confession that I didn't, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, no, 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 it's okay, whatever. I just kind of wanted to say it out loud through a phone screen to anyone that's listening yeah. and still yeah. not. Yeah. Sure. What's, um, what's going so, on? So I am, I'm 21 now. This happened when I was 16 and, um, I'm totally fine now and I'm recovered. I mean, not to say that I had anything to really recover from, but, um, so I did not have a lot of friends in high school and I met this kid through video games and we became really close and, uh, a few days into my junior year, he drowned. He went on vacation and he drowned and he was one of my best friends. And I, um, had always felt really guilty about it because I was the captain of my swim team for a long time. I mean, I, he had jokingly asked me a few times to teach him how to swim and he got, uh, pulled out into a riptide. So it's not like I would have been able to teach him something like with freestyle or something like that. But, um, still that just made me kind of, uh, feel shitty about it. But anyways, so the real confession that I have is that, uh, probably like six months after that, um, there was, you know, watch cut like that YouTube, um, channel that I don't know, they do like confessions and all that, whatever, whatever. What is it? Watch cut? Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, um, little, we ask 100 people XYZ videos. Oh, okay. Um, no, I watch a lot of YouTube besides the kids. my own videos. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I watch those too. Um, so it was a channel that was kind of like that, and they were, they posted something that was like, we're taking, uh, uh, darkest secrets or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I, I had, um, recently, right before that, I had lost like our entire group of mutual friends. So that was, I was pretty, uh, alone in my grief besides like therapists and my parents and everything. But, um, so I submitted, uh, whatever I, what I just said about, yes. Not to, teaching to him channel. how to swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went and checked the YouTube channel and when they uploaded it and they featured my confession for the first, like the opener, cold open okay. to hit him with the shocker. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so excited, like, dude, I'm famous right now. Like, look at this. Sure. And it's yeah. like, it, and it was what I really looked forward to was going to the comment section and seeing all like the condolences and like just people feeling bad and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause it was just something that I felt like I needed, but looking back on it, it's totally like, um, sorry, I'm saying like a lot. I'm pretty nervous, but no, 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 um, no go ahead. It's, it's totally, uh, I was totally using his death for attention which is just so mm. um, disgusting. And I mm. feel awful about that. And uh, this is, I mean, usually I listen to your podcast when I'm driving and that's like the same times that I'll kind of talk to whatever I'm pretending 
like what kind of being whatever ghosts whatever talk to him when i drive so i kind of felt like it would be easy to talk to you about it because you guys are both kind of my car conversationalists i guess interesting Um, okay so so you felt like you were using your friend's death for internet points yeah i mean it was anonymous and i mean it wasn't really about the views or anything because i don't really care about yeah well well, so so hold on so 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 how long ago just to like set the scene how long ago after his death was this it was probably like uh five six months it just i mean when the video okay so this was so this so, so this 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 happened like five years ago oh yeah yeah okay so at the time, because I feel like, uh, how old are you now? I'm 21. You're 21. Okay, so you were 16 years old at the time. And 16-year-olds do yeah. things for a myriad of, of reasons. And, you know, as we get older, we kind of think back. We have a little bit more perspective on why we maybe did the things we did when we were, you know, teenagers. You know, ha- have you thought about why you did that um well like i said before like the all of the mutual friends that i had made with him those were like the only some of the only friends i had and i lost them at the same time i didn't have anybody to really go off of and talk to so it was Mm -hmm. nice feeling like anonymous people over the internet cared about whatever Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's, it's very selfish. It was just using um, a tragedy. He he was 17. He'll never get older. I mean, it, so it's just ridiculous now to look back and be like, oh, well, that's awesome that I put that out there just so that I could feel some sort of fake uh, sense of consolation for a minute. You know what I mean? Um. So, I mean, this was... Five years ago. So this sort of guilt that you have, not over teaching him to swim, but over 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 submitting his story to this YouTube channel, is that a guilt that you still feel today? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I think about him and then I, I kind of, um, I, I question our, or my, my grieving a lot of the times because... I think about how when he died, all of the other friends kind of left. And I think about, like, would he be with them if he was still alive? Like, would he have Mm -hmm. made a group chat about me with them, whatever? Like, all that, all this shit. But, um, so I don't know. So I don't know. Like, is it ridiculous if I'm getting or if I'm um, grieving this much over a kid that might have been talking shit about me over PlayStation like everybody else did. And Hmm. he just died before I had the chance to kind of see that, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of layers to this. I mean, I think that one, you were 16 and, uh, when you're in fucking high school, I, 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 if I were to look back at any of the things that I did, said, thought, uh, at at the age of sixteen, I don't think I would be particularly proud of uh, of 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 a, of a very large amount of them. 
So I think that, you know, you uh, uh, feeling guilty about something that you did when you were 16, like, it makes sense, right? You got to give yourself a little bit of room to have these things as you're growing up and developing your own emotional intelligence and and whatnot. You gotta give the you gotta give yourself room to make these little mistakes. I mean look, you currently, right now, understand it seems why you were acting the way you did at that time. And it's not something that you would do now. Even though we are on a live podcast. Oh, but, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of um, double-crossing myself right now, but... Yeah, but we can... Free, who cares about that plot hole? Anyway. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was I going to say? Um, well, tell me about your life now, okay? Because it sounds like you were, like, pretty... I mean, uh, like, whatever. I'm, I'm milking my friend's death for internet points. I mean... I mean, fuck it. Like we both, like you were lonely. You were very lonely. You're processing this 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 death alone. Sounds like you had no friends, and you were uh, uh, looking for, for 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 fucking something. I mean, why does it? Why does anybody post anything online? They're looking for attention. My friend, you are not alone in posting about. <laughs> You know, if it's your friend's death, if it's you won a soccer tournament, if it's you eating lunch, it's all, anything anyone does on the internet is all inherently for attention. Everyone in the Twitch chat right now is looking for attention. I'm looking for attention. It's all, it's all attention. So, you know, keep that in mind. But what's your life like now? Yeah, definitely. Do you do you have um, do you have friends? Have you sort of found a, a better community for yourself? Oh yeah, once I once I graduated high school and got the fuck out of there, I made friends in college. I mean, I had to leave for COVID, and then I left and went to a different school. But I have an amazing boyfriend now, and he takes me on trips, and I am on. I mean, right after he passed, like, probably a year after that, I doubled all of my meds. So I'm pretty um, medically happy. But I think a lot of uh, the people in my life now have vastly improved my outlook. I'm super grateful. Yeah, you sound like you're in a much better place now than you were then. And I I hope you're not beating yourself up too hard. I don't think anyone should beat themselves up too hard about anything that they did when they were they were a teenager. Or I mean, fuck, man. You're forgetting even about the teenager aspect of it. It's like, you know, I'm. I would like to believe in uh, most situations that uh, people change. In fact, you know what? Fuck. I'm not gonna phrase it like that. People change. People develop. You know. If you're looking back at your past and you're not embarrassed or horrified or ashamed, uh, are you even growing? You know? So... You need the humility. You need the humility. And you're gaining the humility. It's not like you're looking back at that and you're, like, proud proud of it. You know? You're you're growing. So I I hope you're not beating yourself up too badly about it. 
Thank you. I'm so happy that I got to call through. I can't wait to um, tell my friend that I put her on to your podcast too, and now she listens to it all the time. So, oh, beautiful. Or your streams, rather. Um, Sorry, I'm so used to. Give her my salutations. Um, I will. I I will. I hope you enjoy uh, thumbing through the comments on this call. Oh, why are they awful? Oh no, I have no idea what they are. Oh, perfect. Okay, wish me good luck. Beautiful. Have a good night, Nico. Thank you so much. Bye. Devonta? Yes. Uh, what's up, Devonta? Hello? How's it going? Oh, no, it's Devonte, by the way. Uh, Devonta, uh, it says here that your name is Devonta. Oh, uh, it's Devonte. Well, it says here that it's Devonta. Oh, well, I talked to Tim, and I said it was Devontae, but could have been a mix-up. Um, well, listen, it says here that the computer is telling me your name is Devonta, and I, and no offense, but I, I've been using the computer for way long than I've known you, so I'm inclined to trust the computer. I mean, do you want me, do you want me to ask how it's spelled? Or do you want to ask how it's no, spelled? No, comu- the computer is telling me that it's... Spelled D E V O N T A. Devonta. Uh, that's what the computer says. That. We can go with that. We can go okay, with that. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to go with anyway. That's what the computer says. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Devonta, it says you're having some girl problems. It says you went on a date with a girl last week. You think it went well, but she hasn't texted you back since the date. Is this is this correct? Uh. Not necessarily. Devonta, this is what the computer says. You're telling me that the computer is wrong? You can tell me that the computer is wrong once, and maybe I'll believe you, but you cannot tell me the computer is wrong twice. I mean, it has been wrong once, beginning with, but then again, I have talked to a girl after the date that we went on, and it went really well. She stayed the night at my house, so I can't necessarily Mm -hmm. say that you know, I didn't talk to her after the date, you know, so it's like. So what's the situation, Devonta? Okay, so situation is, I guess, is my self-esteem, mm-hmm. supposedly. Like, that's what I'm guessing, I guess, is because, like, the date went really well, you know. Her and I both said it, you know. We met the, the the headlining artist for the night because we both go to raves a lot, you know. Oh, so I guess the date was and, at a rave. Uh, yeah, it was at a at a bar, you know. Well, yeah, a bar. Bar rave music thing, room with people dancing, yeah, to yeah, music and drinking, a lot of lot of all dubs the same dead. stuff. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. But yeah, anyways, it went well. Great. But I guess. She hasn't been texting me back to the extent that like I thought she would, since it went really well. Okay, wh- when you say she hasn't been texting you back to the extent you thought she would, what what is the extent you thought she would? You know, at least at least a couple times a day. It's been. 24 hours since she's texted me back last, but then again, I might just be overthinking it. Hmm. Which I do, I, I am prone to doing. 
You are? Are you, um, I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you thinking that this lack of communication is indicative of a, of a lack of interest? Possibly, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I, I feel like I tell the same old story with all, like, sort of calls like this around dating things. Um, and I'm always trying to reassess my position on these things. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this to you, and I want, I want your thoughts on it. Here's the yeah. thing. It sounds like, and I don't, I don't know, because I don't know this girl, whatever, but it sounds like this girl is invested in you. You guys had a nice time. But there's an uneven right. level of investment here. You're, you're, you're a little more invested than she is, which is not horror. It's not the end of the world. It's not, doesn't mean you're a, whatever, a simp. Right. Or you're, you know, there's an uneven yeah, level it, of investment. I mean, I was in a pretty serious relationship a year prior, and it's been, it's mm-hmm. been a year since I've talked to anybody with even the thought of interest of going into another relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At any time there's an uneven level of investment between two people, it just gets fucked up. It just, it never works out. Um, oh, I, I, I think. No, 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 but don't freak out. Don't freak out. This is a good thing. This is, let me finish. Y- you will. What's your name? Devonta? It says your name's Devonta. 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 You will, if you continue putting yourself out there, find a nice lady with an equal amount of investment. In you as you have in her. That 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 is very good advice, honestly, because that's all I want, you know. So you can you can continue down this path. But listen, if you really like this girl that you went on the date on, you think it's going well, um, and you want to get to a point where you two have an equal amount of investment in each other because she's doesn't she doesn't not like you i mean she just but she just isn't going to text you every you know twice you know whatever she has her own life going on i want to get down to with you i want to get down to you why do you have such a high investment in this person what do you feel like is driving you to be anxious about how often she's texting you like let's get down to the brass text because there's 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 a deeper answer to that question than she's pretty and i enjoy talking to her you know this is what's 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 going what because that's all that's on her side what's going on on your side that's causing this deeper level of investment so i guess i guess it would be me trying to find like a career I want to go into, you know, or like maybe having a little bit better income, I guess, or, or just more personal things in my life. Cause right now I just work DoorDash and I work my own schedule, you know, I make, make buy. So I guess I got a lot of time on my hands more so than she does because mm-hmm. she does work a lot more so than me. Mm-hmm. So that does, you know, add up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's um, that's that's sort of kind of everything you just said is kind of what I was getting at, where it's like, 
you know, this girl has got a has has a full time gig. You know, she's got a busy life. You know, she. I, I don't think. You know, she might not not like you, but she's just. You know, she has a busy life. She's got a, a lots and lots of different pillars, aside from just her dating life, that are occupying her time, right. keeping her afloat. Um, and I find I found this in my personal life. I find this in people I'm talking to on on this on this here computer gecko show. That um, if you don't have a lot of different pillars going on in your life, then when someone comes along, you tend to look at them and go, "Ah, this is this is, is going to make me happy." Is this person right? You know, and that causes you to be more invested than she is, and that fucks just fucks shit up. You know, right? So, right? No, I totally understand that. I totally understand so, that. It, it, so the so so. The long-term sustainable solution is not to fucking use only this certain type of emoji when you're texting her or to wait this amount of time or any stupid minute fucking thing that people are always talking about when they're talking about whatever dating strategy. It's all bullshit. The actual long-term sustainable way forward is to build up a nice diversified life portfolio so that you are not putting on an air that you're not desperate but you are actually internally in your soul not desperate right you know what i'm saying i i I know what you're saying gecko i know what you're saying man i that that resonated hella. Good, good. Says you're 21 years old. Okay, beautiful. You know, you got hey, you got plenty of time to build 22. that nice life. You're 22. Perfect. Perfect. You got plenty of time to build this nice diversified life portfolio. But I just I just want you to know. And I'm telling you this from personal experience. You will not. The only sustainable solution is to actually build a life, and then other people in your sort of the dating world of your life will gravitate toward you but chasing even if you end up finding you know does not will will, is not a sustainable solution for for anyone right and this advice is not gendered by the way this is uh, this is anything this is men women whatever you are this is not a you know this is a just overall thing that is that is very overall. It also says here that you're a DJ and that you go by the name Slammin D. Yeah. And you feel like this name has given people the wrong idea of who you are. Now is the computer wrong a, a third time or are we on to something here? No, no, that 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 one's on to something. That's a whole pillar of my life that we were talking about here. That's a big passion of mine. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so we're not starting this is good. We're not starting from scratch here. We got something. We got a thing. Yeah. We got a passion. We got a hobby. We got something outside yeah. of uh, whatever to focus on. This is, yeah, this yeah. is perfect. Yeah. This is beautiful. Slam so, D. Okay, it says here that you. It says here that you feel that like. Name a yeah. Well, okay. It says here that you feel like the name has given people a wrong idea of who you are. Uh, what idea do you think yeah. it gives people of who you are? All right. Well. Whenever 
people will think of Slam and D, you know, today's day and age, mm-hmm. I have always thought people just, you know, go right to dick. Slamming you know? dick, yes. Slam and D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People right go they go right to it, you know what I mean? Okay. And is that not what and slam and D means? What is 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 your intention no. different from people's interpretation? Way, way different. My, it goes way back into my childhood interpretation, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. What and what is what is the that, what is the appropriate interpretation of slam and D? So so my my stepdad way way back when I was like ten years old or something, you know, we, I'd be playing little little league baseball or some you know Banneker basketball or some shit, you know, the, the small leagues. Whenever you're a kid, you know. And every time we win a game or something, or I make a basket, they're like, let's go, Slam and D, you know, you know, as my name's Devante, right? Or Devonta, as the computer says. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. So, this is, al- this is already. Yeah, be honest. This is, this, is, this is already way too long of a disclaimer. People aren't going to. Pe- pe- uh, people, people aren't. It's not going to register with people. Immediately, yeah. You're not gonna have, you're gonna have enough time right. to explain. You know, right? That's what I was worried about. You know, it, it's it's a whole story behind it. You know, yeah. Oh, change change your name of me. Like, look, I, I have the same thing. People think that I'm like a therapist because I'm therapy gecko, and I can't change now. It's too late. I'm therapy gecko forever now. But I ha- I don't I don't right. have enough time to give the spiel. No, I'm not a therapist. I'm just a guy. I'm a gecko guy, and I talk to people on the phone. But they're they're already tuned out. They already have their idea. So I'm telling you right now, again from experience, I need you to learn from me on this phone call here. You, you pick a rebrand. Something something people get immediately, where the intention and the reception are are a little bit more on the same line. Right. No, no, I totally agree with that. I, I, that's what I was thinking I should do the whole time. But I was Devonta. Kinda, I'm like, should Devonta? I just live that name Devonta? out? Or Devonta. Devonta. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to the people before we go? Um. You guys have a good night. Beautiful. Thank you, Devonta. Hey, thank you, Gecko. You have a good night, man. can't believe that guy thinks he knows more than the computer. That's his first problem. That's the number one thing I recommend he work on. Is being humble. Technology is king. Look around, people. We are not living in a society ruled by the government. Not by kings, queens. Not even by gods. We are living in a society ruled by the computer. And only a fool would think themselves to know less than that which rules the universe. 